Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell, and I want to thank you for tuning in with us today. We've got a wonderful show program for you today that I think will benefit many people listening. Visit our site at letstalkadoption.com and sign up for our weekly show update and reminder. You can also find great resources, whether you're seeking to adopt, you've already parenting a child through adoption, or you're hoping to reunite with a birth family or birth child. Free archives are also available for you right now. If you do have questions or suggestions for the show, feel free to email me at info at letstalkadoption.com. Today, we're discussing adult personality types, our guest today is a well-known and respected speaker, Marita Litauer. She travels worldwide speaking on this topic and many others that are very important. Marita is the author of 17 books, including But Lord, I Was Happy, Shallow, and Your Spiritual Personality. You've got What It Takes, Personality Puzzle, and she has more books coming out. She is the president of Class Services Incorporated, an organization that provides resources, training, and promotions for speakers and authors worldwide. Marita, thank you for coming to the show today. Welcome. Um, thank you, Marty. It's wonderful to be able to chat with you. Well, you know, we've got so much to share today that I want to ask you about. And the reason we're having this show is because I feel that, you know, what I've learned through your personality, your books, which are wonderful, and your mothers thank and you. your sisters, you're all very talented, um, that personalities and personality types are all different. And I think it's very important that people understand this because we can get along so much better, whether it's in the adoption arena or at work or with family members. Um, so I know that we have a lot of um, things to cover. Your brother came to you through adoption. Um, your mother and father adopted your brother, right? That is accurate, yes. Yeah, so you have some touch, some contact with adoption uh, as you are now, and I know you know a lot of people that have been also touched by adoption too. Very much so. In fact, my aunt um, adopted five Vietnamese babies after the Vietnam War in Operation Baby Lift. Yes, that's and, right. And they're actually my cousins, but I've never met any of them. Wow. And that... one of them recently was murdered mm. um, as an adult. They're all adults now, of course. And one of them recently was murdered. And because I'd never met this cousin, I was kind of having a hard time mentally feeling the grief. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'd never met this cousin of mine, and he was adopted, and he was Vietnamese. And, and he and was it, overseas, it wasn't he? And, and he murdered in, in his yes. home country, yes. Uh-huh, he was. He was mur- actually, he was murdered in Japan. Mm-hmm. His wife was Japanese, and mm. he was murdered in Japan. But uh, when I realized, I thought about my brother, and I realized that just because this child had been adopted did not mean that it didn't grieve my aunt, mm-hmm. his mother, his adopted mother, terribly. Mm-hmm. And I had to kind of mentally think about my brother and think, you know, while my brother is adopted, he is no different to me than my sister, right. who is not adopted. You know, mm-hmm. and if anything was to happen to my brother, I would feel the same loss and grief for him that I would for my sister, who's my blood sister. Sure. And uh, it helped me in connecting with my aunt and her grief to, to be able to think back and go, okay, my, the fact that my brother is adopted to me does not make him one tiny bit less valuable right. or important in my life. Right, and that's really important for people to hear, especially, you know, adoptees and, and birth mothers, too. Marie, you've, you you are a, pro, a prolific writer, and I know that last year you had how many books come out last year? Well, I wrote five last year, and they're all coming out this year. Three have already come out, and two um, will be coming out in the next month or so. That's great, and we're going to share about those two uh, in our two-part series um, this week and next week, too. Your newest book, Wired That Way, addresses the topic of the personalities. Between you and your mother, you have written what seems like, you know, a dozen books. She has written, I don't know how many, dozens and dozens and dozens of books. 
um, on the topic. Why one more? What's so different about this particular book you're writing? Well, this book, I think, is the first book that we have really written based on what the customer keeps asking for. Mm -hmm. My mother has written her best-selling book on the topic of the personalities. It's called Personality Plus. Mm -hmm. And then she's written Personality Plus for couples. Mm -hmm. And then she's written Personality Plus for parents. And then she and I together wrote Personality Puzzle, which if you kept in the theme of the names, would be Personality Plus for the workplace. Mm -hmm. And then I have written uh, Your Spiritual Personality, which Mm -hmm. would be like Personality Plus for your spiritual life. Mm -hmm. So when our customers call in the office or when we're doing a seminar somewhere, they repeatedly ask, well, do I have to buy all these books? Don't you have one book that has all of this in Mm -hmm. one book? Right. And so that's what Wired That Way is. It's kind of the complete encyclopedia of the topic. Well, let's go ahead and do an overview then, a quick overview, because some people are unfamiliar with your work on the personalities. You know, there's, you've got... Name on them. Yes, I know, and they need (laughs) to be up there because it is important. And we're going to share with our listeners where they can go to take this really simple test um, and find out what your personality is and and share how you can find out what your spouse is, your children, your coworker, your boss, um, that type of thing too. Um, this personality uh, profile, let's share a little bit about um, determining, you know, how, how they can access this and what we're talking about here, just a little well, bit Well, we have a basic profile um, that we, my father actually created 30-plus years ago. And so this profile has been in use for more than 30 years. Mm-hmm. And through our offices, we sell about 200,000 of these profiles a year. And they're very inexpensive, too. I, I, I took one many years ago, and I took it again this last year, and it's amazing how it's just it still stayed with it. You're still it's still the who same you are. I'm still who I am. I thought amazing I'd be someone different. about that. Right. Yeah, so we, we, they're available through our office. And um, which you can reach at um, 800-433-6633. And if you call at the time you hear this interview, they're a dollar. Okay. If you wait a few weeks, they're going to be $2. Right. And you know what we can do, too, is we're going to give that information and the website again later. So if you missed that phone number, we're going to give it uh, before right. we... Uh, well, I just mentioned the right. price since you said they're inexpensive, but the yeah. price is changing because that's when the still, new book comes out, Gospel Light is reproducing. You know what? That's less than a hamburger, so that's that's still yeah, very it's reasonable. Still, it's still very reasonable. So it's what, expensive. what about the personalities? There are, there are four personality main personality types that we all have as far as our core. Um, you know... What what are the what's the, the benefit of knowing about these and learning about these two? Well, the benefit is twofold. Mm-hmm. For yourself personally, mm-hmm. you can use this as a tool for growth. When you take the personality profile and listen to what we're going to say today, we're going to give you listeners enough information that you don't need to feel like, well, if I don't buy that profile, I don't get anything. No, mm-hmm. you're gonna we're going to give you enough information that you'll be able to, to to identify what your personality probably is, your main personality. But the profile, when you take that. It accompanies with that a set of strengths and weaknesses. So, for example, for me, my primary personality is more the sanguine, and my almost equal portion secondary is the powerful choleric, which, Marty, I believe you share a fair amount of yourself, that powerful Mm -hmm. choleric personality. And when you look at that list of strengths and weaknesses, somehow it's easier once you've figured out this is what my personality is, and then you look at the strengths of weak and weaknesses that, let's say, go with the powerful choleric personality. Mm-hmm. It helps you to look at the list and go, gosh, I didn't think I was that way, but maybe I really am. Mm-hmm. And so it helps you to look at yourself kind of through a different filter. Right. And so it helps you to identify what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses. And then you want to use it as a tool for growth. 
um, we have a kind of an analogy we use that it's like going to the shopping mall. Mm-hmm. If you know you need to go to a certain store, the Gap or, you know, whatever it might be that you want to go to, and you're in a different town, for, so you're at a different mall than what you normally go to. So you park and you know the store you want to go, but you don't know where it is. So you walk into that mall and you find that directory board that has the you are here sticker on it. And then you use that map in the mall to help you say, okay, I am here. Now, where is the store I want to go to? And then you make a plan of how do I get there? Okay, I go to this intersection and I make a right, and then you get to where you want to go. Well, the personality profile is a lot like that for people who take the profile. It shows them where they are. And where they want to go so they can, they, they can tweak it a little bit. And- right. Okay, and work on those weaknesses to and become strengths. And that's the goal. Our mm-hmm. goal is not to just say, oh, well, this is who I am, get used to it. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to use as a tool to grow mm-hmm. and to improve and to become well-balanced people who are living in our strengths, not wallowing in our weaknesses. And not beating yourself up because of something we, don't even, we can't even identify of where we are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's the main, one of the main benefits of the personality is understanding yourself. But the other main benefit that in my life I have found to be even more beneficial, because, see, I grew up with this stuff. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, wondering what's my personality was not really ever an issue, because I've grown up with this. But for me, when I got got older and when I grew up and I had to be out in the workforce, for me that was the first time I kind of had to get along with people that I didn't choose. You know, when you're a kid... If someone, you don't like them, you kind of stick out your tongue and you quit playing with them. <laughs> but when you're an adult in the workplace, you can't right. do that. You have to learn to get along with these people. And it's amazing how this, this per- these personalities really help when, when that becomes second, second nature to you and you can really identify. It does, and that's where I found the huge difference. So the second benefit of understanding the personalities is in your relationships with others. Once you, if, assuming you care enough to do this, and it does take extra effort, mm-hmm. but assuming you care enough to do this, you can identify the personality of the people you live and work with, mm-hmm. and, and we're, we can talk about how you do that. And then once you understand this person is different from me, they have different needs, they have different, you know, all the, their whole frame of thinking is different, mm-hmm. then you adjust your approach them and it does take a little extra work but the payoff is huge when you begin to adjust your approach to those other people based on your understanding of them and i think there's more um, harmony in the home because i know i have one son uh, that is one personality my daughter's another personality my husband's another personality we've got all four of them in the home yeah and so most houses do that have you know several people living there you're going to have different personalities exactly and you and you um you know you it's really helpful to be able to know how to communicate with them and why they do certain things and I really not think that, gee, they're just lazy. It's just they're thinkers. You know, they, they're, they're more methodical in their work. And it's very interesting, especially with children. Now, how old are you when you usually get your personality? I mean, the youngest. Well, in truth, some people can tell in the womb. Mm-hmm. A powerful choleric child, for example, is going to be the one who in the womb is constantly active and punching. And, mm-hmm. and a peaceful, phlegmatic child, many mothers report that that child was very passive even in the womb. Isn't that interesting, and too? And so... You can often tell that early, the ones that are real distinct. Because, you know, God didn't make us all like, here's four boxes and I'll drop everybody into those four boxes. 
We're all unique individuals. As I mentioned, I'm close to 50% sanguine and 50% the powerful choleric. Mm -hmm. I know I'm more sanguine because I'd really rather play Mm -hmm. than work. And we're going to share with that because cholerics um, are... Yeah, we haven't given a quick overview of the four personalities. Um, because that's important. Let's go over that really quick, the four personalities and just a little bit about them because I think sure. people will, will think, oh, gee, that's my husband and that's my wife, right, that's me. Right, right. I'm going to start with a, what we call the popular sanguine personality, not just because that's what I am, but because it, that personality type is the most obvious to identify. Mm-hmm. And so I always like to start with that personality. The popular sanguine is kind of the fun-loving, high-energy, outgoing kind of person they are the talker of life. And one of the ways that you can identify the popular sanguine, why I say you can identify them the most easily, is that they tend to have a loud voice mm-hmm. that you can hear above the crowd. They tend to like loud clothing because they don't want to be missed. They want to be noticed. They like a lot of attention. They're the child who will kind of follow you around the house. Mommy, mommy, guess what? Mommy, mommy, guess what? And they, keep t- they tell you, you know, everything that went on in life that day at school. And because they are the talker. So that's the popular sanguine. The second one I'm going to mention is what we call the perfect melancholy personality. And I mention them second because they're the second most obvious to identify. The perfect melancholy personality is the one who's more quiet. They're the opposite of the popular sanguine. So the popular sanguine, while they are open with their mouth and their life and they are loud with their voice and their clothes, the perfect melancholy is closed with their life and their body language in their mouth, and they are quiet in their voice and in their clothing. They prefer classic, traditional kinds of styles. They're the thinkers. They're the thoughtful, introspective ones who like to plan things out. Sometimes there's an expression, you know, people sometimes say, I didn't ask you how to build a watch. I only asked you what time it is. (laughs) Well, the melancholy would be the one who would tell you how to build the watch. I see. Because they like the more intricate details. Mm -hmm. Then we have the powerful choleric, which is the personality, Marty, that you and I share Mm -hmm. in common. And that's kind of like the Nike commercials, just Mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about it. Don't plan it. Don't bother me with it. Cut to the chase. Just get it done. Yeah, cut to the chase. Get to the bottom line. And the powerful choleric is less obvious to identify by, like, clothing clues. Mm -hmm. But you can identify the powerful choleric by some of their body language. They tend to be Mm heavy-footed when they walk. The floor tends to shake because the powerful choleric is intense. Whatever they do, they, like, do it 100%. They're all the way there. And um, as I've heard the expression once about the Canadian uh, Olympic team, no offense to Canadians, but I heard someone say once, I'm not like the Canadian Olympic team. I don't wake up in the morning and say, let's go for the bronze. The powerful choleric, if they're going to do it, they're going to go for the gold. And that's it, right, exactly. They may not make it, but that's going to be their goal and their aim. (laughs) And so the powerful choleric is intense in what they do, which is part of what makes them heavy-footed. When they go from point A to point B, they don't stop and chit-chat with people on their way there (laughs) because they have a job to do and they're very (laughs) task-focused. Right. Then the last one is the peaceful phlegmatic, and the peaceful phlegmatic is the opposite of the powerful choleric personality. The peaceful phlegmatic is more the watcher of life, where the popular sanguine is the talker, the perfect melancholy the thinker, the powerful choleric the doer, the peaceful phlegmatic is the watcher. You might think of it as some people are chiefs and some people are Indians. Mm -hmm. The powerful choleric is the chief. 
the peaceful phlegmatic would be the Indian. The peaceful phlegmatic is they're content in life. They don't have a big need to change things. Where those of us who are powerful choleric, we like change just for the sake of change because we're sick of it the way it is. And they're, they're so easy. They're so easy to figure out once you've read your book, your yes. mother's book too, and the, the books like the one you're coming out now, this Wired That Way, um, very precisely be able to do this. And it'll stick with you too. And I can't tell you how valuable it is whether I'm in a store working with a clerk or yeah, isn't it funny in a class. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll realize I've got like a phlegmatic clerk. Mm-hmm. And I realize that I need to tone down because I'm like, well, I want this now. I'm in a hurry. Would you please get this done? I need to get out of here. And she just looks at you. Yeah. (laughs) And so then I realize, okay, I need to change my voice. I need to slow down. I need Mm -hmm. to chill out. I need to take a different approach. And then they warm up to you. Well, you know, there's so much to learn about this, too. I think we're going to take a quick break here. and we come back, I want you to share more about this so we can learn more about how um, we can use these personality inform- this personality information in our own life, uh, which will help us from here until eternity, too. So Marita Littauer will join us back again right after this quick break. Don't touch that mouse. Be right back. On my 18th birthday, I made a decision that would affect me forever. I chose life for my baby. I wasn't ready to be a mom or even to change my dreams of being a singer. Many of my friends offered to help me end my pregnancy. But then I learned about another option that provides a beautiful life for my baby, adoption. I was able to choose my son's parents and even meet them at the hospital. They love him so much and he's an answer to their prayers. I get emails and pictures from them. I even travel to visit my son each year. He has wonderful parents, an awesome life and a solid future, everything I wanted for him. And now I've even moved to Nashville to follow my dreams. I chose life. I chose adoption. Open adoption means you make the choices. Choose the adoptive family, how much contact you want, and how you want the adoption to happen. To learn more about adoption, call 1-800-923-6784 or visit LifetimeAdoption.com. You can speak with a compassionate counselor confidentially 24 hours a day. Call Lifetime at 1-800-923-6784. Welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell with KFIA AM 710. If you just joined us, the program we're talking about today is with author and speaker Marita Littauer about adult personality types. Before we continue, I'd like to give you also her website and more information. Uh, Marita, could you share that uh, phone number also with us that people can call in if they're interested in ordering um, some material? Um, the personality profile I know is a dollar right now, and then it'll go up to $2, and then uh, information on your other programs. Uh, if you could give that phone number, that'd be great. Sure, that would be 800 800- Four three three six six three three, and there's someone there all normal business hours. And um, online, let's go ahead and give your website too. Okay, it would be classservices.com. Okay, and that's that's c l a s s e r v i e s dot com. Uh-huh. If any of you missed that at all, you can always email us at info at letstalkadoption.com, and I'll send that over to you too. Before we left on uh, to our break, uh, Marita, you were sharing a little bit about the, the four different personalities. Is it common to have blends? I mean, does everyone just have one or you know, the blends people have? You had mentioned Most that. Most people have a blend. It's just, it just may be, um, you know, if you were to take the personality profile, most people will have most of their, the check marks 
will be in one column. Some may be in the second column, and there may be in the, the third or fourth a smattering, because we're all unique. But most of us have a secondary personality that, in my case, as I mentioned earlier, is more like 50%. In my husband's case, the secondary is more like 5 or 10%, but there definitely is um, a secondary personality. I've, in the years, 30-plus years I've been involved in this material, I've virtually never seen anyone who is 100% one personality. So we're all unique, but most people have a primary personality and a fairly strong secondary personality mm -hmm. that filters um, how they view life. You mentioned this is a good tool to grow on. And what does each personality look like or when they're not living in his or own strengths? Um, you're talking about balance in their life uh, and the reverse. You know, when we're talking about people that are raw, you know, the, yeah. we've got, we all know, I mean, everyone listening can probably say, I know, you know, Aunt Millie is the one with a really rash uh, personality or um, or that's absent-minded or something. But when they're really working in all they can be in, in, in their biblical, you know, sense, um, how can that change? How can this help them change that? Well, you know, it's interesting, Marty. The seminar that you attended where you and I met, mm -hmm. um, you know the gentleman there, his name is Craig, that, right. that um, is one of our small group leaders and works with the music. Well, he's a peaceful phlegmatic. And I went in to visit his small group one day, and he was meeting privately with one of the attendees, and so I was kind of talking to the people in his group. And I made a comment that he was a peaceful phlegmatic. And later this woman came up to me and she said, that really surprised me that Craig is a peaceful phlegmatic because I like him. Mm -hmm. And she said, I have a lot of peaceful phlegmatics in my family, and they make me crazy. Mm. And she said, you know, she said, I realized as you talked, or I guess she came up to me and asked me what the difference was. And I said, the difference is Craig is a peaceful phlegmatic who is living in his strength? Right. And he was able to get on the platform and, and sing and participate where normally they're in the background. Yeah, they're more background people. But Craig, as I said, is one of those who is um, living in his strengths. Now, a peaceful phlegmatic not living in their strengths would be someone who's very indecisive, mm -hmm. who's very wishy-washy, who's kind of shy, mm -hmm. and is not going to get ahead in life because they're not comfortable taking that step into the unknown. Right. Now, that would be a peaceful phlegmatic living in their weaknesses. Mm -hmm. A peaceful phlegmatic living in their strengths is someone who's not pushy but can make a decision when a decision needs to be made. Well, how can it's, you – go ahead. It's someone who has kind of a dry wit, mm -hmm. a sense of humor. They're funny. They're not the – they're not the joke-a-minute kind of person, but they have kind of these one-liner zingers that they drop into a conversation. Mm -hmm. That's my son. They may not say much, yeah. but they drop in this one right. line, and it just busts everybody up. And, you know, my son in fifth grade, that got him in trouble because the teachers would crack up, but they knew it was inappropriate. But he would just bust them up, and it would go right over the heads of all the other fifth graders. <laughs> <laughs> and But he was very quiet, but when he did say something, it was, you know, it was really pertinent. Uh -huh. So, Jill, how can we help then? So if we've got someone in our family, or even ourselves, we have to start on ourselves. Yeah, we have we, to start on ourselves. We can't really change anybody else. How do we start? Not as much as we'd like to I try. know, I know. <laughs> Just take this magic pill and they'll be better. How do we actually help ourselves become um, more balanced in our personality? Well, one of the key things, of course, is to realize what your personality is in the first place and own those weaknesses. And own that, you know, these are weaknesses and this is not who I want to be. This is not where I want to live. And that's the key thing is identifying that. Then you consciously and prayerfully work to acquire strengths that are not natural to you. The example I always use of my, is myself in that I had an employee one time many years ago who said to me, 
Marita, you are the most organized person I have ever met. Huh. Well, if for those that are listening that are familiar with the personalities, you know that sanguines are not inherently organized. Okay. But I run a business. I have employees. They think their paychecks should be signed, Fine. you know, on certain days. Right. <laughs> well, Marita, I want you to carry this conversation on into our next program because we're doing a two-part because Marita has so much information that's extremely valuable for each of you, too. So until next week, this is Marty Caldwell. We'll see you next week with Marita Littauer. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.